Sullivan testing the Portuguese. You know, I like to be fit and healthy, so the best way I know is to just get out there and run. Running was an outlet for me to, I guess, feel good about myself and, and take out some of the angers that were going on in my life. Sonny O'Sullivan is going to take the world title back to Ireland. Week two of the Irishman Running Abroad Half Marathon Challenge has begun. You can't just launch yourself into these things. Today, Sonia is going to show us how to review and adjust your training. It really is something that a lot of people neglect to do, Sonia. Why is that? Well, I think, you know, the mistake in Ireland is that, you know, if something's written down on paper, you feel like you have to do it exactly as it says. And I think it's really important for people to understand that that's just a guideline and, you know, you can adjust it as you see necessary. Now, we, ideally, you don't address, adjust it so <laughs> it makes it really easy for yourself. Yeah. But I think to a, to a manageable level and, you know, you have to adjust to your, your life and what's going on in your life. You have to adjust to the weather and then you have to adjust to how you're feeling and, you know, how you feel day to day. But also this week, how you feel after one week of you know, fairly consistent training and mm. different levels as well. We've tapped into a little bit of speed, a bit of endurance, and then also the long runs. Um, and, you know, I, I feel it myself, you know, when you're out there running and you know there's other people out running, you do have it in the back of your head. It's nearly like you have a little responsibility to do your part in, in yes. this challenge and, you know, something that you've committed to. Um, but I think 100%. you also do need to listen to your body and work out, okay, well, the runs I did last week, and some for some people it might even be, hang on a second, those easy runs were a little bit too easy. Maybe I need to go a little bit faster. And for the easy runs, you know, there is a big window of pace that you can go at. And I think it just has to be, you know, you're very comfortable on the easy days where it would be talking mm. pace. And then, you know, you can adjust the levels as you go along for different training sessions. Well, this has been a big item of discussion in the Strava group. And I need to start by saying this, that if you are training away quietly doing this in your own thing and you're not on the squad, the Strava group there, the Sonia Sullivan uh, Half Marathon Challenge squad group on Strava, it really is an unbelievable community. They've been answering questions. They've been posing questions, answering their own problems, uh, recommending socks. I even saw you jumped in there to answer a couple of questions. It really is everything that I had hoped it would be, even just right away in week one. But one of the topics that I'm finding coming up again and again is the impact of these slow runs, which has obviously been a subject for the last few weeks on the show. And a fascination of mine now is exactly how slow you need to go. Last week, you talked about running on the trails, slipping and sliding all over the place in the friggin Invincibles, but still even then remaining in that easy window of pace that you weren't even then going uh, too slow for it to be effective. That seems to be something that a lot of people are seeing the impact of and walking away from these longer runs, thinking to themselves, hold on a minute, I'm able to get on with the rest of my day. I don't even need to sit down afterwards. Is that uh, when you say some people might need to dial it up, that must be the exception, right? Somebody who's gone way too far into the slow side of things. By and large, people will need to go even slower than they're going right now. Mostly, yeah, mostly people have to slow down. But there are people who will kind of think, oh, I'll slow down here now and, you know, really slow down. 
Yeah. And, and they maybe need to, you know, kind of not take it so easy. So it's, it's just finding the right balance, I think, and hmm. realizing, you know, what's being beneficial. And you know, I think you go down a lot, depending on the terrain that you're running on. And, hmm. you know, I was running with a few people on the weekend and we went for an easy, like 20 minute run. But it's true, these up and down trails and windy, you can only go so fast, you know, it's, you really are, you're forced to slow down. And, and sometimes by the conditions, yesterday, I had to, um, it was the last day of the US Championships. I'm still here in Eugene, Oregon, and I'm, I'm sitting on the deck here at the moment of this lovely house that we've been staying in. And I can see the stadium, Hayward Field, it's amazing. Um, you're actually sitting here in the town where the World Championships will be in three weeks' time. We're doing the podcast live from the World <laughs> Championship, pretty much overlooking the stadium. Um, Beautiful. So maybe that's the first for, uh, for some of these podcasts. But um, yesterday, because it was so hot, they adjusted the schedule. And, and this is not the first time this has happened here. So over the weekend, the temperature started to rise and Sunday... I suppose it was like they were having a Sunday afternoon outing at the track. And the schedule was quite early in the day, but the women's and men's 5,000 meters were due to take place at lunchtime. So around 12 o'clock in the day. And they decided, hang on a second, it's going to be pretty hot here. Um, which I think pretty hot is up around 30 degrees. Here it was. Yeah. Uh, so they adjusted then and um, moved it to... I think it was at 10.30 in the morning. It was still relatively hot. There was this massive, hmm. big digital thermometer thing on the side of the track. And at 10.30 in the morning when the women were running around, it was 82 degrees Fahrenheit. Whoa. So I'm not sure what, th that must be pretty. So 82 is actually 27.7 degrees at <laughs> 10.30 yeah. in the morning. So, you can see why yeah, they and moved you're in it. The full, and you're in full sun as well. So, yeah, I was down there in the morning watching that. We had one girl, Ella Donahue, running. And she ran pretty good. She finished 11th. She was in the top half of the But then the final mile was run in 4 minutes and 25 seconds, which is pretty impressive Yeah. at the end of the 5,000 meters. Um, so then I had to go between. Then there was a, then there's a kind of a little gap. But I thought there was a gap. <laughs> I ended up rushing in the end. But what ended up happening was I had to go and supervise a track session at 11, immediately after the women's 5,000. Then I decided I was going to run back to the house from another track where we were training. And this was at right. midday. And oh my God. Oh my God. So in the hot. midday sun. Forget it. Yeah. And, and for a good part of the run, I did a couple of laps of this nice wood chip trail called the Amazon Trail. Anyone who's been here may have heard of it now you no idea why it's called the amazon trail we'll have to do a bit of research on that and it's lovely but then the second half of the run it was pretty much all uphill and i was absolutely dying in the heat and then i got back <laughs> here and i thought i had loads of time and i didn't i had to get back down and watch our athlete raven rogers was running in the 800 meters and um so the top three at the u.s championships get to go to the world championships here in three weeks time and it's very cutthroat here like it's top three are nothing yeah and um, it was a, an amazing race the women's 800 meters uh i think mo 
who you may have heard of. She's the Olympic champion. Mm-hmm. She's just 20 years old. And um, every time she went out on the track, she was running a super fast first lap of like 57 seconds. And then coming home, clear field. And she attempted the same thing again yesterday. But I suppose everybody kind of kept up with her. Um, and she was really challenged. And she hasn't been beaten since 2017. Um, when she was still in high school. So she's wow. so dominant over the 800 meters. Um, so she just held on over Ajay Wilson and then Raven Rogers, as she does best. She just does enough what she needs to do to make the team came in in third place um, to get that third spot. In one, and the top three girls all around 157 for 800 meters, which is pretty very good going. Yeah, um, and, you'd and have the to whole, say. The whole, the whole, the whole field, like two minutes is a kind of benchmark for world-class 800-meter running um, or international level 800-meter running. Now it's like you have to be running at least 157 to be competitive on the in the finals. But the whole field ran under two minutes, which is, imagine being the first time that's ever been done. Wow. Well, you know, there's so much in what you've said there, Sonia, because I think a lot of people, while also loving hearing the update from the from the US championships, there's going to be an awful lot of people taking quite a bit of heart from hearing you struggling to organize your schedule to accommodate your running, then not getting it quite right and having to squeeze it in. That was definitely my experience. And of course, it was the concern that Ashling de Maison and Neil Fusco, our team captains, expressed last week. Uh, later in the show, we will hear uh, from Sonia's own strength and conditioning coach, Trevor Cummins in Cove. He's going to jump on the live line. We'll take a look back at how our squad got on this week, uh, get Sonia's tip of the week and a bit more. Before all that, Sonia, let's uh, hear what some of the feedback was on the first week of your half marathon training plan. So, as I said, the Strava group uh, for the crew of people that are taking part in the challenge really is something special. I couldn't recommend anything more, even if you're not taking part or even if you're just kind of half joining in. They they really are answering questions that they pose each other and solving them uh, as they go, supporting each other every step of the way. Recommending socks is just one of the things that they've done. Uh, but Ashling de Maison, our women's captain, had expressed concern last week that she would struggle, like so many of us, to schedule the runs in around the small kids, work and other commitments. So I was delighted to see that she got to all her runs done and sent us this voice note. Hi, Charlotte, it's Ashling. Woohoo! I'm finished week one. I've just finished my long run. It's half eight. And I'm standing here looking out at the beautiful Lake Nancy, the longest one I've done in a very long time, and I feel great. Thank you so much. Um, I was up half the night with my little fella who had a temperature, and I'm still out doing a long run, and I still feel great. And it just, you know what it tells me, I can do it. Um, and the Strava group is just amazing, supportive community. I'm learning so much. In my about myself and about running and I'm loving it so thank you so much and Sonia so much and and Neil and everyone that's there um so I can't wait for the next nine weeks thank you and have a great Sunday 
it is reassuring to hear that, Sonia, because I'd imagine there is a certain amount of anxiety as to how people will uh, take to the training. But what I loved about the plan that you set out in week one was that it's it's sympathetic is the word that I use. It lets people uh, adjust it and use it as they feel fit. But some of that relies on them having a bit of cop on a phrase that they don't use in England. I'm realizing I said it the other day. <laughs> I said that fella has no cop on. And an English guy looked at me like, what are you talking about? <laughs> is that Irish? Is that Gaelic? And I'm like, yeah, I guess it is because you're only going to learn the hard way with this if you get it wrong, Sonia. I was seeing a lot of people who were previously running 10 kilometers thrown themselves into this thing and now going, I ran 41 kilometers last week. I can't believe it. That can't be that can't be good. Right. When we talk about reviewing and adjusting this week, what do you say to that person who's like, holy crap, I did 41 kilometers. Should I do that again this week or what do they do? Well, I think, you know, if they're feeling good, then there's no problem doing it again. It doesn't mean that you have to do more. Um, I think sometimes just being consistent allows you to add up more kilometers and it's not a bad thing. I mean, sometimes people, they just take days off because there's no reason, there's nothing Mm. committing them to running every day. Um, So I think, you know, you can do the same again and the same again and you just get better at doing the same again. No problem, you don't feel overreaching and digging too deep and doing a little bit too much. Um, Yes. And one thing I suppose... I have a question for you about the Strava group. So every now and then I kind of fall upon where they're having the discussion. But get to it. I randomly find mm. it. And then if I find it and I answer a few questions. But I have no idea how you actually yeah, it, find this thing. Sure, it is tricky, it seems isn't to, it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'd be interested to know, you know if other people it? have the same thing. Yeah. So basically, I get a notification each time somebody sets up a discussion or poses a question in the group. And it seems like there's an update to Strava that everybody needs to get, which will allow you to now post videos as well as photos. And in the update, oh, it's much easier to access discussion pieces in the group, because prior to this update, you could only view those discussions on the laptop or tablet. So I think basically the tip of the week for me here is to update your Strava app on whatever you're using, and then you should easily be able to access it. If not, just uh, make sure you've got notifications set up so that when a new discussion in whatever club you're in comes about, you can click on it and it will take you directly to the chat. Um, I think one of the things that a lot of people are coming to this week is, as we said, the easy pace run. Ashling asked, is it okay to do hills to keep the pace low in those easy runs? Or is that defeating the purpose? Do you really need flat surface for those easy paces? Will the hills actually spike your heart rate? And that's the opposite thing that you want. No, if you if you run easy up the easy hill, up the hill, (laughs) the easy hills, (laughs) if you run on hills in your easy run, then you're kind of getting a double benefit because you're getting a bit of strength work in there as well. Hmm. So I yeah. think there's no harm running. I mean, if you run flat all the time, then it's always going to be easy. But you need to chat. And it's much more interesting and fun to run on the hills. And it definitely does slow you down. But that's not a bad thing. 
Mm, yeah, well, before yeah. we get to Neil Fusco's uh, voice note, our other, uh, our male team captain who logged 50k for the first time, he said in a long, long time, despite juggling all sorts, I want to read out a lovely letter that we got. So this letter comes from Connor Mooney in Paris. And he says, hey, Jaron Sonia, loving the show, loving the training, loving the sense of community that's developing in the Strava group. Thanks a million. I'm so delighted to be part of the great challenge. Honestly, I thought that with a weekly mileage I was already doing around 40 miles per week, that this would be a piece of cake. Well, it's not. It's a real challenge to keep the slow runs as easy as the pace that Sonia calculated for us. I know the right thing to do is to slow down. Why would I doubt Sonia? But the little voice in my head, <laughs> little voice in my head keeps telling me I can't possibly allow a run that slow to be seen on Strava. <laughs> I mean, I've talked about this over the garden fence stuff. Anyway, <clears throat> anyway, long story short, I'm finding the program a real eye opener on the value of the different types of running. The notion that I've only so many fast miles in the week is beginning to sink in, as in the notion that most of the endurance gains come from the slow running and the stuff in the middle, which is really all I've been doing, is kind of floundering and not really leading to any improvement. The quality inverted commas, the quality interval runs are superb and really allow me to push myself, thereby feeling great afterwards. And the slow runs, if I push myself even harder than the fast runs to go slower, I feel stronger afterwards. No achy muscles, no need to sit down and rest. I can get on with my day. Thanks again and onwards to week two. Connor Mooney in Paris. Well, what do you think of that, Sonia? What a great letter to receive. Yeah, that's great. And I think that's what was kind of getting me thinking about people who might be thinking they're going a little bit too slow and being forced to slow down. And mm. I think everybody has a natural slow pace that they go at. And as long as that is not too fast. And you'll know, I think, if you're getting, if you're doing the sessions and you're doing the um, slower runs too fast, then you're going to get tired and you're going to get worn down. So I think that's where you need to figure it out. Like if all you're running up to this point has been just the same pace runs, then you can go at a kind of happy medium pace. So you need a here and there. You're not going slow and you're not going fast. Whereas we're trying to work a little bit on the extremes and... I always say to people that the differential between your fast runs and your slow runs, the greater that mm -hmm. can be, then the better you'll be. Because if you're running slow enough that you're recovering and you're not taking anything out of yourself on the slow runs, then you'll be able to run faster and work harder on the hard runs and the specific sessions. And when you and that's that's the area that's going to help you to improve. The rest is just, you know, getting out and getting fresh air and, you know, probably burning a few calories here and there. And it's yeah. good for and good for your mind as well, because it's such a part of your routine and, you know, feeling the need to get out there. But I think the need to get out there shouldn't be the need to hurt yourself every day, but to sometimes yeah. just go out there and just enjoy the run for enjoyment's sake and just to feel like you've done something. Well, I mentioned this in the episode notes, the wrong headedness of how we were taught sport as kids, that if you weren't hammering yourself, you weren't doing it right. Uh, I actually stumbled across a documentary that was made about you called The Last Lap, which you probably remember. 
And your first coach talked about the key with you when you were a youngster and starting out was telling you why you were doing the sessions rather than just simply giving you the sessions, giving you the reason why. Do you feel a bit like that's what you're doing for these for this crew of listeners right now? Um, I think so. Yeah, I'm trying to do it anyway, trying to explain you know, the the reason you do a session and why it's got to be at a certain pace. And I think even maybe it was Neil last week when he did his one minute efforts. I think he yeah. finished off with one was really fast. And yes. then you kind of think, yeah, but you've just wrecked the whole thing now. I um, <laughs> <laughs> love to hear that. How does that work? Like, how can one ultra fast ref at the end ruin it? Well, because that's not what you're trying to do. You're trying to just run at an even pace and you know we call you know you, there's no need to be a hero at the end of the session like often if you have a group of like really good athletes training together and they'll be running around doing you know maybe 10 or 12 times 400 or something and there'll always be somebody in the back hiding you know lurking and they're just going along for the ride and then the last mm. 400 they'll come storming out and go flying past people and then That's everybody gets in then everyone gets annoyed and they say, well, why didn't you help out in the other ones? <laughs> <You know? laughs> so maybe see, yeah. it's possible if you're going to run a super fast one at the end, maybe you could have run the other ones all maybe a, a little bit faster. Mm, so you couldn't. I see the end. point. Yeah. So, you know, maybe because it's the first week and we've told him to go at this 5K pace and he's saying, oh, well, my 5K pace is. I think I should go faster than that. Um mm then I think then maybe, yeah, if you can finish up fast and maybe you can adjust your 5K pace. But the, I suppose the true way to do that is to have some kind of a test of working out, you know, what what what's your current fitness. And so I suppose yes. I'm, a lot of the paces that I set are based on information that people gave us. But mm. some of that may be based on an old PB or it may be based on a recent time that they did, but it wasn't a proper effort. So you can always update that as you go along, um, the paces that you're currently able to run at, because we all improve week on week. So, you know, if anyone wants to do that, then you can work out the week. And if there's a session later in the week, we can always move that around. So if somebody wants to go out and have a really good lash at a park run or a local 5K to check, OK, where am I at now? so that they can reset their target times, then then we can do that because, you know, you can do little tests like that along the way. And it's always good to have checkpoints and see where you're at. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and that is, as you say, the title of this episode about reviewing and adjusting. Uh, I, I did have a hankering for a park run this weekend. It was like I was kind of sad that it wasn't in the plan to do it. And you have it written into this week's plan you know, no racing if you're going to go and do the park run. Uh, but I do need to give a shout out to Noel Carr, who was on the Breaking 20 journey with us for a good long while. And you'll remember uh, Trevor Cummins was there when uh, Noel eventually broke it in Cork. Uh, I just noticed on Strava that on the 15th of June, he went out and ran 1902. 
for 5k (laughs) (laughs) now it's like now it has to be said he had the super shoes on for the first time ever Uh, but i don't know you and i've discussed this if those super shoes are there's something psychological in putting those rockets on Uh, but it still doesn't take away from an unbelievable time so shout out to noel carr why don't we pull in uh neil fusco's voice note from this week to find out how he felt about the training in week one of the half marathon challenge Hi, Jar. It's Neil. Just enjoying a Monday uh, rest day. Starting to feel starting to feel like myself again after a long week's running. A tough old Sunday long run that turned out not to be quite as long as it should have been. But uh, I'm actually glad I, glad I pulled the pin on it. I feel much better for it today. It's a brilliant first week and really excited about what we have to come. And uh, all the weeks ahead for Lauren. Super excited to hear what Sonia has to say about what we have to do for the rest of the time and how everyone's progressing and talk to everyone online. Okay, catch you all soon. Cheers. So that was Neil Fusco there. And, you know, Neil's had a great week. But as you said, he did have that uh, interval session where he he felt he messed it up. Uh, He felt like he went way too fast and didn't run within himself. I'd be interested to uh, look at and dig into what the session is this week in the plan. But one thing that's really interesting that Neil mentioned there that I think quite a few people felt, as we said, running a lot more in some cases than they normally would. I also found that getting to Sunday, I wasn't entirely sure if I was going to be able for the long run. Uh, Neil, as he said, pulled the pin on it and didn't complete the entire time because he was, as you said, listening to his body. Some people will feel a tremendous amount of shame on that. And Tracy got in touch as well to say they felt terrible for not being able to complete the entire long run as prescribed. But as I told them, and I feel like you'll back me up on this, they made exactly the right decision. They did. I mean, you do have to work with what you've got. And, you know, even yet, I I didn't do my long run this week. I have to admit to everybody. (laughs) I just couldn't, I couldn't fit it in because of the scheduling. And then I was planning to do it today. Um, I stayed down here in Eugene and going back to Portland. And then I got a message that Pete, our head coach, believe it or not, he left his laptop here. So I now have to get it to him in Portland before he gets a plane to Denver today. So now I'm only going to be able to get in an hour. <laughs> so, so now I'm going to say my... My long run this week is going to be a combination of yesterday and today joined together and I have no Monday off. So it'll 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 all kind of wash out in the end. And I think that's the thing is we've got to look at this is look at the big picture. And we look down the track and as long as you can get in over this ten weeks, if everybody can get in, you know, five long runs at some point along the way. And that might mean that you might get one next week, maybe not the week after. So if we get in a long run every 10 days, then I think that will be a huge benefit to everybody, particularly anybody who hasn't been doing consistent long runs. Mm. And I think, you know, we have to, things come up and you have to change your plans. And, you know, you don't need to be out there running at midnight or five o'clock in the morning to get this stuff in because, you know, we all need our rest and recovery as well. And... And you want to be running because you're enjoying it and, you know, it's, it shouldn't be torture. It should be fun and it should be something that you want to do and that you value and you, you feel good afterwards. And it's not, it's not a guilt trip if you don't do it. 
Um, but you can actually justify it, rationalize it, and then work out where you're going to fit that long run in down the track. And, you know, I think that's for everybody, including myself. Yeah, well, again, that's really reassuring for people to know that even you struggled to fit it in this week and that it isn't the end of the world if you don't get it in at the end of the week, if you don't get that long run in. So you reckon five long runs between now and the half marathon in Larne is what we're what yep. we're ultimately looking mm-hmm. at. Um, yeah, if we can all get in like five long runs of at least 90 minutes, then we'll be doing pretty good. Okay, great. Well, we've got more uh, from the members of the squad and we'll also be joined by Trevor Cummins, Sonia's strength and conditioning coach, to talk about some of those rest days that puzzled people. You had it written into the plan that it was a rest day or a cross training day. We're going to bring Trevor on to talk about what we could do with those, whether you're a beginner or an intermediate or advanced runner. What exactly can you do that might be workable within your day that could count as cross training and that could really benefit you in the preparation for a half marathon. So that is all to come in the extended version of our episode. We'll dig into the plan for this week and let Sonia explain fully what you're aiming for and where we'll be come week three. It really is going to roll along from here. So to hear the rest and to come on board, support our show and enjoy the full benefits of Sonia's coaching. It's patreon.com forward slash Irishmanabroad. Five or a month, you get a little link and it populates in your podcast app on your tablet or phone. I hope you'll join us over there this week. One of the keys to like maintaining your brain mass is pushing past that comfortable zone physically, you know, exercise wise. Amen, Cochran, on his way to a major title for the first time. 